Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Hello. Take my word. You <laughs> son of a. I hate you so much. You need to warn us before you start. Come on now. Why? Cause. Because. Y'all should shut up. Make me. <laughs> Just shut up. That's all you gotta do. He could make you shut so. up if he actually warned you, but he won't do that. See. <laughs> Oh, I miss you guys so much. Alrighty, I'm gonna start now. Is it okay to start now, Nick? Oh, now you don't want to talk. Okay. Hello and you know, welcome. You didn't ask. Wow. <laughs> I feel a little left welcome out. Welcome to ask episode me. 27 of the Tokenet podcast. I'm gonna just keep it going. It's extra funny because I was about to do that. You <laughs> no. Uh I don't know if I should keep going or not anymore. Okay, start over. All right, I'm start for, over. Real, for real, for real. For all real. right, all right. <laughs> I don't want to kill you. If you do it again. All right, I'm gonna start now. Hello. And you ready? Welcome to Screw You, Paul. I'm throwing your token that down to the ground. Okay, 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 okay. Worth it. So now, you know, Yas just needs to interrupt himself, then it's full party. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Tokenet Podcast. I'm finally not interrupted. This is episode 27. <laughs> I am your host, Yas, and I am joined by a bunch of laughing idiots. Right now. From left to right, I'm going to choose Nick. What's up, everybody? We're also joined by Paula. Hey. And we're also joined by George. Also known as a hyena. Yeah. <laughs> I swear I'm like so much more professional than this, but it's only whenever I'm specifically with the three of you that I just don't care about anything. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's seriously. fantastic. Don't pull me into that. Those two are the troublemakers. I mean, that's true. You're the one who started it, dude. Started it, it? You're the one started who started it. it by starting without telling us. That's how I roll, though. Yeah, yeah. So what up with that? I don't know. <laughs> so back to this podcast. Yes, so today we are going to be talking about television, but not the normal tokusatsu television that you expect to hear from us. We're going to talk about everything other than tokusatsu and everything other than anime. So basically, your flashes, your arrows, your Steven universes, your whatever the crap, everything else. That is not crap that we enjoy because we're allowed to do that and we love to, we're allowed to hang out. Hey, well, well... Uh, okay, so who wants to start? Who's got something that they want to talk about? No, I am me. <laughs> go ahead, go for it. Go, 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 go. What you want to call it? Like all the stuff that I've been watching that's not toku or anime, because uh, I know we'll, we're going to have a anime podcast later on. But um, yeah, is that I've been watching a bunch of animated stuff, like so much animation. So I've been I'm caught up on Steven Universe. I'm currently watching. Uh, Miraculous, The Adventures of Ladybug and Cat Noir. And I'm also watching uh, Thunderbirds Are Go, which is on uh, Amazon. 
And basically, like, if I'm not watching anything superhero-y live action, I'm watching everything superhero-y but animated. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, the cool thing about, I, I think it's said over and over how awesome Steven Universe is. Uh, it's in its third season right now. It they they did this whole they they're kind of doing this whole like Steven bomb because each episode is about like you know ten fifteen minutes long, uh, and so sometimes they'll air shows like just in instead of like weekly they'll air it like you know three in a week or one in a week or depending on on the show. So right now, you're have any of you seen any Steven Universe? I've seen what's available on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And it was quite a journey binging a show like that. Yeah. It's got a very wide range of tones. Mm-hmm. So you think it's going to be, you know, a goofy kid show. Mm-hmm. And then it gets really imaginative when you get mm-hmm. to the Crystal Gems and, like, their origin story. Oh, my God. It's the best part. And also very inspiring. It's a very nice show. Yeah. Probably, and- I would say, the best cartoon on right now. But I, I don't agree. watch that many cartoons. You know, I watch wow. everything through Hulu. <laughs> so, like, I know George has a favorite, so I can't judge We Bear Bears yet. But it's kind of hard to top, you know, the balance that Steven Universe has. Yeah. That, that's what I really like about it, because just the wide range and everything's just so thought out. And if there's always something for everyone, kind of, like, you get the really fun, weird kid show. Because I, when I first started watching it, it wasn't, you know... It was kind of weird to me because I'm like, oh, this is really goofy and I don't really get the humor here. And then it started getting into the origin story of the gems, of the crystal gems and how the gems work. And and then it, it, they went through a whole like Steve Ani episode and uh, which basically Steven fuses with uh, Connie? One of his, yeah, Connie. And I don't know if you saw that. But, I did. It was okay. great. And... It's just that, you know, oh, and hearing Rebecca Sugar explain how Steve, like, Stevani is an experience and when you go through puberty, what does it mean when you're suddenly being objectified? And what does it mean when suddenly you're, you know, you're, you have these, this power over other people, like this random, like, attractive power over other people, but you're still you and you're still weird and awkward and a kid, you know, but you're going through puberty and it's like, oh, God, it's a great way to say it. And then his relationship with his mom and, oh, man. And so, and the fact like, that he is his mom, yeah, oh yeah, that's weird. Wait, what? <laughs> but not in like a creepy way. Yeah, you really, ha- you really. It's one of those things where, like, I know all these things sound weird when you try to explain it to someone. Yeah, it's a really endearing story of self sacrifice. Yes. Oh my god, and it doesn't. And when you get to season three, which is what I'm watching now, uh, if you do have a you, it's a, you're able to buy it on Amazon right now. Um, the, you can buy the current season. So I think the second there's a baseball episode that I was talking about, where Lapis Lazuli calls herself Bob, uh, that just got posted this week and on on Amazon. And <clears throat> what I really like is you get to learn how gems like the you know Lapis story and another gem story was from Homeworld Paradox, and it's just it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't let go of how just endearing and good it gets, and that also brings me to Miraculous Ladybug. Is because Miraculous Ladybug is pretty much the same thing, um, in that there's like different. It's real. Miraculous Ladybug is 
this French animated show. It's set in France, but the the guy who created it also uh, it debuted in Korea first instead of France. It debuted in Japan. He, I think he worked together with Toei uh, on it, and it is probably one of the most surprising shows I've watched in a while. Uh, so Miraculous Ladybug for you guys. Have you guys know? You don't I've know about. I've never it. heard of it. I know of so, it. So Miraculous Ladybug is it's one of those things where <clears throat> I was going to cons and I was realizing like all these people were dressed up as ladybugs and I didn't understand where it was and I realized you know fandom suddenly left me and I have no idea I'm like oh no I'm old enough that I have no idea what the new cool thing is now <laughs> it was like when I realized that what the hell attack on titan was for the first time <laughs> it was weird but um Rathless ladybug is basically like think of it as a french magical girl show Hmm. and it's on nickelodeon and what was really interesting about that is is that it debuted in korea first and so it's super worldwide distribution because i've watched it in korean i've watched it in english i've watched i watched it in french the lips don't sync up in any of those languages so they kind of like i guess they kind of animated it willy-nilly and huh. what I re- that's what I think is really cool about it. And so it's basically about this girl who transforms into a ladybug costume person. And she has a partner in crime called Cat Noir. And the cool thing about that is, is that there's designs is like ladybugs are supposed to be meant to, meant to be lucky. So her partner in crime kind of ha- represents like an unlucky, you know, black because cat. he, yeah, black cat. Mm. And she, they're fighting against this guy called Hawk Moth who who evilizes, uh, that's probably the only kind of, I roll my eyes that, oh my God, this is a kid show moment. So he evilizes all these people who are kind of the bad guy of the week. And it's super formulaic. And basically, you know that there's going to be a lesson to be learned in each episode. You know that somebody's going to get evilized. Um, You know that Cat Noir and Ladybug will always win the day. And... Basically, what you're watching it for is, one, how good the animation is, how, because the, the facial expressions are great, the action is great, it's shot really well, and, like, how imaginative each bad guy is, because there's a bad guy called Lady Wi-Fi who, yeah, who fights using her phone, so they had to, like, knock off the Wi-Fi signal, uh, because each each person gets evilized because they had kind of like a bad day happen to them so for lady wi-fi it was uh she couldn't post on her blog that day or something like that and so she got evilized by turning into lady wi-fi because oh she got her phone taken away that was the thing and so and the main girl is called Marivette, and she is a fashion student and she loves all her friends and it's just one of the most positive shows i've seen in a while and the only yeah the only downside I would have to say about it is probably that it's formulaic. But if you're used to like magical girls, anime, or just if you're used to Sentai, you kind of get used to that formulaic. This bad guy happens, no no no, everything's fine. So you're really watching it for how cool the designs are, and yeah. it's so cute. It's so fucking cute. Oh my god, it's so and it's so much <laughs> cuter in French because I would watch it in English and then watch it in French again, and I'm all like ah. Because the main characters are Marinette and Adrienne, and it's so cute. Can't stand it. And then, oh god. And I would talk about Thunderbirds Are Go, because that's another show that I got into, 
And it wasn't, and and Tokenet covered a little bit of it because I didn't realize that Thunderbirds was such a big deal, both in Japan and how much it influenced kind of like the miniature work for like Sentai and and things like that. And kind of like, it's such a big deal in Japan. I didn't realize that until, until recently. And so I was really curious when they started doing all the press stuff for Thunderbirds are Go. And so, because I know Tokenet was able to like get some of the kind of early press you know, screenings of that, and so I was really curious. And I know Michael Nixon is super into Thunderbirds. That's kind of his jam. And <clears throat> I started watching it because he's like, you really need to watch this. Because one, it's a big thing in Japan, and two, you know, uh, it's just a cool, cool show in general. And what I really like about it was that they mix the practical effects with animation yeah. amazingly. It's so good. I think I oh remember when I first brought it up in the chat room, Mm-hmm. I was like, they worked really hard to make these special effects look like plastic. And then I'm like, wait a second. Oh, that's real. Yeah. Because I thought the whole thing was CGI. Yeah. yeah. I watched the first two episodes and it kept tripping me out because like the, cause the characters are 3D. Mm-hmm. Then whenever they, whenever they show any of the like environments, it's all practical and it Mm-hmm. It's, it's like very seamless. Like, I think the only thing that I wish is that the the actual like ships were practical. Like, I, I thought they were. Cool to have. I think they're CG. I think they're CG. The well, Thunderbird two was definitely not when it launches. Like, they have models really? of the ships. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tricky. <laughs> yeah, but see? see, I think that's really good. And that's the magic of yeah. it, though. Yeah. Because yeah. and especially you know it pays homage to the originals from the 60s and stuff because I've seen a little bit of those. Mm-hmm, where, like, mm-hmm. they look and move like slightly more expressive marionettes. Yeah, like, They yeah. still yeah. have those big eyes and stuff like that. Yeah, one of the things I noticed is a lot of people were trashing the CGI, especially on the character designs. And oh, that, the, why? the first time I saw it, they looked a little strange to me and then it dawned on me. Like they look just, like toys. Yeah, these are just CGI marionettes. Yeah. And it's awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah. did you did you ever notice whenever uh, uh, I think it's John when he gets into Thunderbird one, like well, as soon as those little arm things, or he he stands there and mm-hmm. then it's supposed to flip over. That mm-hmm. as soon as he like he hits that mark, he it's immediately an actual doll that flips over. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah. yeah. Man, it's rad. Like I gotta I, watch it again. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so good. And I think the only the only complaint I have about that is that I would like to have seen more Ko. Ko is I forgot which character she's supposed to kind of mod like re- not replace, but because she in the sixties one her character was kind of problematic, like in that it was kind of vaguely Oriental ish, and I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> that's really that's really nineteen sixties. And so Ko now is kind of like head of security. She pilots Thunderbird Shadow, and it's freaking rad so and basically may from uh age of shield oh my gosh it's yeah she's so <laughs> cool i love her so much and i w- i really i really wish that she got like a launch sequence like the other yeah. scav like but thunderbird shadow is seriously one of the coolest uh designs i have ever seen like I want a little thunderbird shadow like figure and i i need to stop because i have enough figures but I want a Thunderbird Shadow figure. But yeah, the only thing I ever want for season two is that for, for more KO. I just want 
I want a KO and Lady Penelope, who is the London agent. Mm. I want a KO and Lady Penelope, just like them kicking ass. One episode. That's all I want. I can see that happening. I the would I really would like that. Really good with its female characters, despite being like aimed at little boys. So. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. very surprising. It's like 8 a.m. aimed at little boys, and here are like two really kick-ass women in the show. Yeah. Oh, did you notice that? Because um, the thing with the with the original Thunderbirds was that they would have like real hands when mm-hmm. they can't do any puppet stuff. But I think there was yeah. one episode that Lady Penelope, I think, was either like getting tea or opening up a compact or something like that, and they actually had lady hands <laughs> in an episode. Yeah. Oh Look, you have, have you guys watched the 60 shows? I know, Paula, um, you yeah, have. I have. I've, I've seen like a couple of, I've, I've seen a few episodes, yeah. I've seen so much of Jerry Anderson. It's Yeah. Crazy. I love how so like unnecessary a lot of this stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just watching Captain Scarlet and he was driving a truck backwards because it was really high tech and he was looking at the monitor and like, why not just look out the front window? But there's a lot of elaborate launch sequences and stuff like that. And you mm-hmm. see that in Gatai sequences and Sentai. And I remember Ultra 7 has a lot of that, where a lot of the uh, Ultra Garrison's vehicles would combine and separate in kind of just like entirely unnecessary but cool-looking <laughs> ways. Yeah, the, the thing I noticed with the original show is sometimes those sequences would take a little too long. Like, it would be like a Sentai episode showing you a full transformation sequence for every single member. But mm-hmm. like it happened almost every episode. And mm-hmm. one thing I really like about the new show is that they don't do that as much. It's It kind of gets straight to the action, and that, that makes it a mm-hmm. lot more seamless. Well, they drop it like when it's a big situation, you know? They, mm-hmm. they really, when, they, when it's a launch sequence, when there's more story to be told, the launch mm-hmm. sequence is shorter. Yeah. Or when there's like a really big deal happening, when it's a big deal that they're launching, then definitely they'll go through the whole launch sequence. But <laughs> it's also one of those things where I'm noticing that, like, <clears throat> I was rewatching it. I was watching some of it recently, and <laughs> there's parts where in Thunderbird One that there's little details. I was like, "Can you give John like a little something to hold on to as he's being ro- <laughs> like moved forward? Because one misstep, like one shake, and he's just dead off that platform." Yeah, I'm yeah, like, just give, just give him, just 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 give him a thing, like right there, like something to hold on to. <laughs> and stuff like that you know which one is john john he pilots thunderbird one and it took me a really long time to get them right because i would be yeah, like I'm still, yeah i've only seen two episodes and i'm just like okay there's two blonde dudes <laughs> and there's like two other brunettes i, I don't know like, yeah, yeah i have no ahead. idea who's who i'm just like what john what, is what? actually thunderbird five he's just a guy in space uh, Oh, see, Scott! Scott! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> he's in space because he's mission control. Again, totally unnecessary. Gary well, that was trying stuff. so hard! <laughs> I thought I got it right! Damn it! Oh, I feel like an asshole. Wait, so who's one? Uh, uh, Scott. Scott's the, the oldest. Plane guy. Scott is the oldest. I mean, no, I'm going to get this right. Scott is the oldest. Mm-hmm. He pilots Thunderbird 1. John is the John is the second oldest. He pilots Thunderbird Five, which is a space station. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure Nixon will forgive you. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's one of my. The one who pilots Thunderbird Two. 
Virgil. Virgil Pilot's Thunderbird. Virgil Pilot's Thunderbird <laughs> 2. What was the That's big? The cargo one, right? It's a cargo one. The one that yeah. like the, the, has a little thing in the middle. It was really yeah, cool because he, yeah, it depends on like what the situation is. So whatever he, yeah. so Virgil is typical middle child, Thunderbird 2. Gordon? <laughs> Gordon? Pilots Thunderbird? Well, let's Three? think about what's left. Three? No. No! Three is the other rocket. That's Alan. Alan's the youngest. He's bir- Pilots Thunderbird 3. I don't like Alan. I don't like Alan. Yeah, I'll talk about Alan in a second. Gordon is Thunderbird 4. Well, I mean by process of elimination. Yes. Is number four the one that goes the submarine? Underwater. It's a submarine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yes. three is the one with the red rocket with the yes. three. The one that can thing. go to space. That's not John. So who's Thunderbird oh. Shadow? And Thunderbird Shadow is Ko. I will always remember Ko because he's not a brother. God, God damn it! I was trying so hard. But because whenever like they have this the the opening sequence of Thunderbirds, I was like John, Scott, match it up, Paula. It's like an everyday thing for me. Whenever, well, every time I watch it, it's like. Virgil? Because Virgil and Scott look the same. They all look the same. Yeah, they Virgil. All look the same. Well, they're supposed to. They're brothers. Come on. Gordon and Alan look too too much the same to a point where I thought they were twins. Yeah. Are they blondes? Yeah, they're yeah. the two blondes. Like, technically, John, the one in space, has like ashy brown hair. But like. I can't tell the difference. I know. It's weird. It's freaking weird. Their poor mother Um, uh, <laughs> is how I feel about that. Like, also, I don't know if I forget, again, I forget which episode this is, but I think after the fourth or fifth episode, I was like, man, Grandma Tracy must be really upset whenever, you know, Scott launches Thunderbird 1 and just knocks all those lawn chairs out. And I think the following episode, I see, like, the launch sequence with Thunderbird 1, and there's Grandma Tracy putting back the lawnmowers <laughs> and shaking her fist at, like, <laughs> it's, so, it's so great. It's really, really great. What are you saying about Gordon? Which one's Gordon? Alan! 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 Fucking go. damn it! Alan! What's wrong with- Well, Alan is the youngest, so he's always like, I'm gonna aim to please and make things everything easy. I don't like him, and I will always remember I don't like him because he pilots my favorite ship. I want that ship, by the way, that or two, Thunderbird 2 or 3, I'm just putting that out there. Um, but yeah, so I don't you want like the rockets. I think it was either Gordon or Alan that I heard the the creator when the original creator was just like I, I really don't care about these guys, like he doesn't care about. I think it might have been Gordon. I don't know, um, but like after a while, he stopped giving Gordon anything to do in the original series because he's kind of eh about him. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I've been told. So it's it's really it's so fascinating, and it's one of those things where like, and I'm going to mention this when we have the anime conversation, like watching. The, some of the originals, and correct me if I'm wrong, watching some of the originals of the of original Thunderbirds and then watching Thunderbirds are go, it's kind of one of those moments where just like, yes, yes, this is how you modernize and adapt something that people love. This is how you do it. Like, that's how I feel with Sailor Moon Crystal. Like, this is how you adapt this arc in this, like, you know? So I think I've talked way too much. Didn't V6 do a song for Thunderbirds? I think so. I think they it did a song like a, called Thunderbird. Yeah, but the 
It hmm. might have been for the okay. So there was a movie in two thousand four, live action, really bad. Everyone hates it. The one with Van- Vanessa Hudgens, right? Yeah, yeah. Directed by Riker from Star Trek: Next Generation. Yep. Are yep. you for real? Yep. Holy shit! But it just does. It not would seem be if right. it was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix right Thank now. You. I'm going to watch it tonight now. <laughs> See a also, there is an anime that's kind of related. Basically, the studio was like, hey, let's make a Thunderbirds anime. But we're not going to call it Thunderbirds. But it was dubbed as Thunderbirds everywhere else. What's it called? Um, Thunderbirds 2086 or something. What's it called when they're trying to pretend it's not Thunderbirds? Oh, like uh, Die Voyager or something like that. Mm. Or Big Voyager? Um, oh, man. Techno Voyager. There we go. Oh, weird. Cool. Yeah. So, did V6... Now I have to look that up, because anytime John Johnny's Entertainment does anything, like, remotely anything else I like that's not Johnny's Entertainment, I get really excited. It's called Thunderbirds, Your Voice. Are yeah, you I think that was the Japanese... Yeah. Is V6 the group with Tiga? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, and the reason why... The only V6 song I really like is still Light Up Your Heart. Because it's, song. it's such a good song. And it was made for Tiga, wasn't it? For Mibius. No. Well, Mibi- the, really? The movie. Yeah. Or the, the, um, the Superior Eight Brothers? Yeah. I hate that title, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, man. Yeah, actually, the Thunderbird song is really good. I really, I'm going to listen to that. So, oh, what else have everybody watching? Oh, quickly, quickly. This reminds huh. me. Um, if you really like Thunderbirds, especially the original old school. Um, you might like this tokusatsu show called X-Bomber. It's basically about like a space team who pilot a giant robot, and the giant robot is represented as a marionette. And it's really cool. Everything in the show is marionettes. Yeah, but like X-Bomber? the robot especially. Yeah, X-Bomber. Yeah, because that was a... What's the name of the production company? Um, Jerry Anderson? Something. Thing. Well, know. it was them and uh, Dynamic <laughs> Productions, which is Go Nagai, guy who created, you know, Mazinger, Cutie Honey, and all of that. It was their yeah. joint production. That's rad. Also, yeah. there's an English dub, isn't there? Yes. X-Bomber? Yes. I have to track that down. It's called Starfleet, because there's a song by Brian May from Queen called Starfleet. Yes, I remember things. Cool. Okay, what are we talking about? <laughs> Yes, this is why we have you on podcasts. I thought it was because of my charm. But I okay. mean, it's also the reason why I'm not on podcasts, because I will just do nothing but, like, just repeat myself. It's it's fun, it's fun. Gordon, <laughs> spend ten minutes trying to catch them, get their names right, get them immediately <laughs> wrong afterwards when you play back God. in your head. I know, it's so bad. I thought I was doing so well. To be fair, just in general, they are pretty much just a generic boy band. Well, like I'm, I haven't even tried to remember their names. I'm like, <laughs> or the ships' names: green ship, rocket ship, red one, submarine, <laughs> Thunderbird Shadow. Yeah, the figure O actually did a really good. I only noticed it just because, like, I see it right lying around most days. Uh, Figaro did a really cool spread on um, behind the scenes of Thunderbirds. That island is huge. Like, yeah. it's the size of a giant room. It, like, takes up most of the room, plus, like, with the water. The water effects are still the, one of the greatest things about that set. It's so nice. 
Tracy Island's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I really like to see how they do when the ships hover over the water and it has all the, like, it shows, like, the jet propulsion on the water or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really cool. It's like, really cool. Like, how they match that up. Is really Miniature cool. effects, mm-hmm. especially with water, are, like, my jam. I love those things. Go Busters mm-hmm. did that a few times. Oh, man. And it's so hard to do, that's why. Yeah. Like, it's and so it looks so, so well done. Yeah. This is a good show. Mm-hmm. Everyone should yeah, watch it. Because we so, had to do that for like a music video that we did for mm-hmm. like lobster dance. Oh yeah, to, I remember. Like, we basically built a pool that's like the size of a garage, mm-hmm. and we built like uh, we built cliffs out of like basically out of paper <laughs> and plaster, and just getting everything to go right with like putting the ship on there, having it flow right, like making the ripples look nice and everything. It took all night, but it was worth it. It looked really good afterwards. So much work. Also, you get really cold. <laughs> I would think so. Don't 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 do water effects in the winter. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, what live right. action stuff have we been watching? Because that was like all animated. Like half of this yeah. has now been animated. So, what live action stuff? Well, let me. Can I get out my show? No one else cares about before we get into the really important stuff. Oh yes, God! Yes. <laughs> so. And, you know, people in the token that chat room know this already, but I am on a really big wrestling kick right now. And I first started watching back in, like, the mid-2000s or whatever when I was in high school, and I fell off because it was getting weird. Chris Benoit, that whole thing happened. And it was just not a fun time. But recently, during the most recent WrestleMania, which is, you know, like the Super Bowl of wrestling or whatever, I saw a lot of, like, nerdy people on Twitter talking about it. And I'm like, wait a second, wrestling is for nerds now? Let me check this out. <laughs> so, you know, I checked out a few episodes on Hulu of the WWE stuff, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. And it was like, oh, okay, cool, I guess. But, like, the real big thing that I'm into now, when I started looking at all the other different companies that do it, is Lucha Underground. And Lucha Underground is it's a partnership with AAA Wrestling in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And it's for El Rey Network, which is, you know, Robert Rodriguez's new TV channel, right. which is basically kung fu movies and exploit- ex- uh, exploitation movies 24-7. And Godzilla. And Godzilla. It's basically <laughs> our channel. Like, if I was getting cable, <laughs> it would be for El Rey. But I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to cut the cord. So I found they had the first season on iTunes. And so I've been watching that. And what I love about it is... It's just this really crazy supernatural drama. Like, it's a superhero show, but instead of fighting in the streets or whatever, they just fight in the ring. So, like, there's this one dude named Mil Morites, which, George, what does that mean? Uh, Million Death. Probably based on an old luchador named uh, Mil Mascaras. Yeah. Yeah. So his story is, during the Mexico City earthquake, a thousand people died around him, and he just absorbed their death energy. And his enemy... His enemy, his main enemy at the part I'm at right now is this dude named Phoenix, whose whole gimmick is he can't die. So you just got this dude of a thousand deaths and the dude of a thousand lives just going at it. And neither one can take him out. And they cancel each other. And you know, like, in reality, these are just, you know, athletes with masks on. Yeah. But they play it up so much. Like, they hired an actor to play the owner of the thing. And everyone hates him because his accent makes it sound like he's from Spain and not Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so they like it started they teased it by having him go to a triple a event 
and like dump money in the ring. Like, I'm going to take this to America. And everyone's like, boo. Then, you know, they start actually filming the show and stuff. And it's funny because a lot of wrestlers from other different companies will play separate characters. Like this, their one, I guess you would call it a protagonist, is this dude named Prince Puma. But anywhere else you see him wrestling in real life, he's a dude named Ricochet. Doesn't wear a mask, he's just a regular dude. But they have him play characters. And so you'll have other people who wear masks normally, they'll change their character for uh, Lucha Underground. And so it's just really dramatic, really violent. You know, the style of wrestling down there, a lot of the high-flying stuff is a different than what I'm used to. And uh, I really, I decided to check it out when I found out that Rey Mysterio Jr. was going to be on it. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, He's on this yeah. season too. And it's just a lot of, what I like about it is it doesn't, you know, pretend to be what it's not. Mm-hmm. Like with the WWE stuff, you know, every episode starts with the McMahons talking about how whatever they are for like 15 minutes. And it's like, please get these annoying people off screen. I want to get to the people <laughs> punching each other. Yeah. Lucha Underground, you got people putting out their eyes with uh, cigars. And you got uh, this rivalry between this dude named King Cuerno and his gimmick is he's a hunter. And there's another dude named Drago and his gimmick, he's, he's actually a dragon. So you've got the hunter stalking a dragon for a few episodes. And it's That's like, amazing. sure, why not? Let's just go all out as ridiculous as we can and let's just do it you know so, so i like that it's like unashamed to just go anywhere quick question see um, some <laughs> 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 i'm gonna let y'all have that okay um, so is the show filmed in like typical like american wrestling format like in that weird frame rate where it looks like it's live tv or is it filmed like an actual no it's like film filmed and they have a weird filming schedule Uh where they'll do like multiple episodes in one weekend because they only have one location they don't tour it's filmed in what they call the temple which is this place in la it's just a warehouse that they you know retrofitted or whatever and so it's funny because like episode to episode you'll notice that it's the same crowd just moved around (laughs) a little bit to look (laughs) like it's a different crowd and it's like, because, yeah, you have a very tiny budget, but, like, it's a show show. Like, you know the backstage segments you see mm-hmm. yeah. where it's, like, live in WWE? And here, yeah. it's, like, straight up cinematic. Like, Robert Rodriguez himself probably came down and filmed some. Or you've got, like, this one lady who's just stalking the uh, arena during random fights. And it's like, why is she here? Find out next week. And it's just, like, I wanna watch it's really, movie. like, a long story. Yeah, that, and it's really fun, see, and it's like, exposing me to a lot of people from you know Mexican wrestling. Yeah. So my favorite is King Cuerno, because that dude is just vicious. Yeah, but he I, does this thing called the arrow where he dives through the ropes. It's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's just free of a lot of the foolishness where like matches actually end. You know, it'll cool. have a result. Whereas WWE, they'll be like, this match ends in a disqualification, so we can continue the story later for no reason. It's just like, nah, a match ends when the match ends. Don't pull that foolishness on me. There's a bunch of, like, uh, wrestling tokusatsu, right? There's a lot. Uh, there's, like, two res- straight-up wrestling tokusatsu. Tiger Mask, right? Tiger Mask, yeah. that's Yeah, well, and apparently that dude had a really good match I need to find. So, I guess that kind of goes into my point. Like, 
Nick, have you ever seen Mexican lucha movies? No, but I want to now because yeah. uh, the first episode they had to do Blue Demon Junior, cool. and I looked him up, yeah. and it's like he's the adopted son of Blue Demon, and I'm like, wait a second, this dude is yes. really Dick Grayson. <laughs> like in real life, that's yeah. just Nightwing. Like this is so, amazing. <laughs> so then I find out that you know Blue Demon and uh, El Santo did monster movies and stuff. Yep, and I'm yep. like, why don't we do this all the time? So basically, anybody that doesn't know, in Mexico, like lucha movies is this huge thing, kind of almost like our tokusatsu, except you have like these mass luchadores going around solving mysteries or fighting vampires and mummies, pretty much oh, in yeah. any single genre you can think of. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty awesome. I grew up watching those, so I, this sounds really fun. Yeah, now yeah. I regret not having Cooney on this because I want to hear this explanation <laughs> oh, he, in his wonderful accent. He would he would know so much more about this than I do. Yeah, that well that too. <laughs> and I just oh, I really like how like I was talking about Blue Demon Junior. Mm -hmm. These are like live like real superhero people because yeah. apparently it's considered really disrespectful to reveal someone's real name if they oh, wear a mask. Man. So like we know Blue Demon Junior's story, but we don't know what his real name is. We just know he was adopted by the original Blue Demon, and I think that's so cool that like you know people respect that tradition. And that yeah, that's like, something that is just like normal. Like, um, I guess you you probably have heard of him. The most famous uh, luchador to come out of Mexico, his name's El Santo, and mm -hmm. like everybody always wanted to know who he actually was. And the actor himself would never take off the mask, even at public appearances, until kind of like when he was at the end of his string, he knew he was probably going to die soon. So he goes to a talk show and he takes off his mask for like a split second. And that's the most you ever see of that. <laughs> that's amazing. So, wow. yeah, like they will take this stuff to the grave of them at times. It's so huge over there. So let's start a website and all about. <laughs> <laughs> all about rest. I'm nope. down. Oh, man. Well, Imagine I mean, if look, we did the coverage of that. Because like George right. was saying, this is technically, we can technically, you know, cover it. Because of people yeah. like Tiger Mask, Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when it's I found in our out, realm. When I found out like what Henshin Heroes and Tokusatsu was, I'm like, this is our Tokusatsu. This is our Tokusatsu. It, it yeah. Totally yeah. yeah. So that they wear less clothes that have more armor. Yeah, that's well, except the dude named Jago, he wears armor and it's really cool. <laughs> it's just really I cool. How, I love how into it Nick is, man. It's awesome. <laughs> well, lucha stuff is really cool. Like sometimes it's really like cool. these two wrestlers who will like be trying to thwart this um like a mad scientist who's cloning midgets to take over the world and yeah so there's a thing a lot of these movies use very small people no um, look on lucha underground the dude mascarita sagrada mm -hmm. and what i like about him is uh even though he's a short person they do a really good job of selling that he can still like hang in with the big dudes he's very agile and they don't play him like as a big joke. Yeah. Like, they had me buying that he was knocking over the six foot three, 300 pound dude. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Usually in the movies, they're kind of like, you know, their version of the putties, like the random goons that the luchadores have to fight before they get to the main bad guy. We're not a very PC country, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, you want to move on to another show? Yes. <laughs> Uh, do you want to? Because I think we could talk about this for hours. Let's do sometime. Because <laughs> I don't think I've articulated clearly. 
what makes it so special. Just that I really, 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 really like it. Good stuff. I think I'm, it's fascinating. Like I'm at this point, I'm just like, where do you see this? I want to watch it. Well, you can watch clips on YouTube, and sometimes they'll put on put up full matches. They'll put up their main event in full on YouTube for free, which is just That's great. Awesome. But it's also a great marketing because I was like, I need to see this, so I paid forty five dollars for season one. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> like, I need to see the rest of this. And I'm I mean, binge- I'm okay I'm, with that. Yeah, I'm binge watching it like it's a normal TV show. Mm. I'm like, what's their crazy owner Dario Cueto gonna do next? Where is Phoenix? And when is Mil Muertes gonna chase him down? Well, that's the thing too. It's like what I really. It's, a, it's the same thing. I paid for watching Miraculous on Amazon. I paid for watching Steven Universe and and you know Thunderbirds are go. Like if you give it for all the shit that people like give our generation, I guess for like always wanting to steal stuff. And I'm like, if you nah. make it easy for me to get, I'm in. Yes, there. yes, I will totally yeah. shell out all the money. I will give you the money so I could watch this in HD without any like, yeah, one guilt or two like. You know, super yeah, advertising. Look, basically and, and for like me, that. for me, if I can marathon a show in bed without having to put my pants on, I will pay forty five dollars for that season. I agree. Every single time. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> that was me and all my animated shows. What do you mean I don't have to put on real pants? I could just the be thing, in my pajamas. I told y'all yes. that's what I do every morning, like before yeah. I have to get out of bed yeah. and do stuff. When there was but a new also, episode of Ultraman X, I would just like wake up, grab my tablet, watch it, then go about my day. Oh, so yeah. you quick, also quick. wake up ungodly early in the morning. It's a leftover from my college days. Yeah, I wish I had that leftover. So, do you want to dive into uh, Flash? Yes. Okay. Oh my god! Because, holy crap! Because Flash okay, Flash. Honestly, I have given up on Arrow. I have given up on Legends. Flash is. I've actually kind of sort of given up on like. Supergirl, kind of waiting for it to come back to when, when it show. comes back. It's all right. Wait, I sh- think sh- Arrow what? gave up on Arrow. Uh, well, that's also true. I still watch it. Yeah, Flash is the only one that has consistently kept my attention. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. Shout because- out to the bump they gave uh, Iris. She's finally a good character. Oh my god, yeah. it's about time. I am slightly... Well, when, when she finally started doing things... <laughs> and got really involved. Yeah. And kind of went out of her way to kind of solve things. And, you know, because of her, I get the, getting that journalism part of her mm-hmm. to get to, to get her to be more active and stuff. Yes. The, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Can I just say how happy I am that they didn't drag out the thing with her douchebag editor? I thought that was going to be this really dragged oh, out yeah. like, three-way yeah. romance. But, like, he's gone in, like, two episodes. And that you know that dude's happy. a stand-up yes. comedian? Is he? Yeah. He's being wasted in that Gep's role. He did really good at being a totally atypical jerk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite episode of hers was uh, <clears throat> the Kevin Smith episode because she was she was actually pretty funny in that episode. Oh yeah, she was like the main part of the B plot, I think. Yeah. Was that yeah. the one with a uh, zombie dude? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was such a good episode. She, that was she, a really good show. She plays off really good with uh, Cisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also love that that episode, that zombie dude is from iZombie. And oh, really? He's a zombie there. Yeah, that's why that's why Cisco says, uh, who brought iZombie over here? Yeah. He's actually from iZombie. <laughs> okay, I will sidebar just a little bit in terms of Cisco. Like, I, lo- I mean, 
after a while, like I'm, I'm always in for all his different quips, every single one. But now that somebody pointed it out to me, can he just deliver a line and just be just just once without a quip, like or give somebody else the quip, you know? But nobody know, like, else is good at quips, though. Yeah, well, uh, Harry was getting better at that. Actually, I appreciate that. When Harry will make, like, the occasional quip. Like, later uh, in the season, when him and Cisco will go back and forth, I was so happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. But I think think Barry's kind of good at that when he's given something. Mm -hmm. When he's not, like, moping around. Yeah, because there was that episode where um, he finally comes back from being inside the Speed Force. And and he's just, like... Awesome. And Cisco's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you're here because we're about to die." And he's like, "Wait, what?" what? <laughs> and just the way he delivers that is just hilarious because he's like, he just came back, and he's happy to be back. He's like, "Oh, wait, no, the world's about to end." <laughs> so it's great. I well, I appreciate it. that too because, like, for for him, like being inside the Speed Force, like he just went through this huge emotional existential experience that, you know, I think all of us have experienced at one point or another. At this really? point. It's an existential experience. Shut I've up. never been in the Speed Force. I mean, I've been there once. I'm not gonna lie. It's very. I am very slow. Maybe you're in. Never mind. I'm not gonna do that. It's low hanging fruit, and it's an awful, awful joke. I mean, it's I was awful. about to do it, but thank you. It's awful. Let's not go there. <sighs> anyway, but oh, yeah, like man. I appreciate that. Like, oh, good, you're here. We're about to die. <laughs> oh it's so good uh, it's so good and also like, you know shout out to that what do you guys think of zoom he went his story <laughs> lasted too long really they, yeah they dragged it out too long yeah for me for me there was this point where i kept thinking okay he's kind of boring now can you end it and get to like the major threat of the season and then i'm like crap he is the major threat this might be rough I kind of liked him once he was revealed, spoilers, that he was Jay Garrick slash Hunter Zolomon. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that whole mirror version of Barry's origin, where it's like he saw his mom killed in front of him, but the circumstances were so much more twisted than in Barry's life. And so it's like that one wrong turn created a separate kind of speedster. I yeah. like that. I like that duality. I just. I just wish that they had inter- they had revealed that he was Zoom mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. Yeah, I agree. It's too long where he was just like, like I want your speed force. I need your speed. I think force, that's blah, the blah, danger blah, just, of having like the unstoppable villain be mm-hmm. around for the whole season. Yeah. Where it's just like mm-hmm. if this dude's so unstoppable, what's taking him so long? As opposed yeah. to like you know you meet some of his lieutenants at first, and you know there's something in the background, but you don't know why it hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I, I felt, um, I felt w- with this season, it was really good, but they only had like one or two major plot beats to go on, so you could feel them dragging, especially towards the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the reveal of uh, who was in the mask—that took forever. Yeah, it, it did not. <laughs> but need it paid to. off. For, but it did pay off at the end because that was pretty awesome. I don't have the attachment to the 1990s to make that work as much well, as it should. Me neither, but I like that he got his own costume. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah that was, um, that reveal was kind of really fantastic. Well, I've, I've started to watch, I think, some of the 1990s. And yeah, I, I really, 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 they, they really homage to that. Oh, I actually, 
sometime last year, there was a screening. I think it was because of the show's anniversary. Um, there was a screening here in L.A. that had the original cast members, the creators, and surprise, they even had Mark Hamill show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they showed, I think, the, the finale episodes of the 90s Flash, and um, Kreisberg was there, and the, the creator of the, this current Flash, and you totally saw the big homages that they have. Mm-hmm. And even when, he, when, when uh, oh my god, of course I'm going to forget her name, the, the, the lady at Mercury Labs, uh, Dr. Crap. But she was like his, like, she was like original Flash's Cisco, Caitlin team for really? her Flash. And it's seeing them interact again, going, hi, I'm Dr. Blah, blah, blah. Hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <gasps> my feels. They meet. That's fantastic. Tina McGee, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. Not, Dr. Not, McGee. not to be confused with Virgil Tracy. Oh, God. You dick. <laughs> You? <laughs> I hate you so much. I, was I like how it Twitter, took so it took me a second. Uh, it took all of y'all a second. I got yeah, it right yeah. away because it was aimed at me. I'm still new to Thunderbird, so I had to piece that together. God damn it! Like, I hate you so Tracy. much. Oh. God, I hate you so much. Um, but yeah, when so when when Doctor McGee met. Barry's dad. It's like, hi, I'm like, oh, this makes me so happy. <laughs> but yeah, because the original Dr. McGee was basically Caitlin Cisco parallel to his Flash in mm. the 90s. So great. And I'm a really, I'm very appreciative that I was able to see that panel. Um, but yeah, like all the little, like, just, it's, it's one of those things where whenever I watch like a show like that, or, and I, I really do agree with, with, with Nick that they really, they probably shouldn't have uh, shown Zoom right away because it would have, Flash lends itself really well to kind of like episodic baddies, I think. Yeah. It's really good. And then there's that one big pull thread through. And because, yeah, if they already established that Zoom has all these lieutenants, then why not just like fight those lieutenants and talk about, you know. It's like my master will get you later. It's like, what master? What? That yeah, dude who yeah. just destroyed a building is not, serving another dude? How bad just, must that dude be? Not yeah. just that, but um, I felt they really missed an opportunity to show off more of the differences between like our version of these characters and like the evil version of these characters. Like I would have right. loved to see like Reaver versus like more Reaver versus Cisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or Reaver and his brother versus Cisco and like, you know? That would have been great. Um, maybe do something like could have got Go ahead. Go ahead. I took the last one. You know what? Yes, go first. I was going to say that it would have, like, because Reverb seemed like the way he talked about it, even though he wasn't there that long, that much, he seemed like he was so powerful. Like, I would love to have seen him challenge, like, Zoom and take over his spot or something like that. At least in Earth 2, like, really be, like, Earth Earth 2's lieutenant. Or like when they yeah, right. when they did go back for that while, like could we may have hung out at Earth Two a little longer sometimes? You know? Like I, I wanted to cool. I wanted to see more of a Killer Frost because I felt like they were making good progress with her character, maybe turning her away from being a villain and then the last time we see her she's straight up villain again. Yeah. I did not I did not enjoy that. 
Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of get why she wants to kill Caitlyn, but like at the same time, it's like I thought she was going to join the cast. That would, that I did. Cool. I did appreciate the uh, when Vi- when when Cisco and Caitlyn pretended to be Reverb and Killer Frost. <laughs> I'm a that big fan a- of character pretends to be character pretending to be character that person plays. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm such a big fan of that too. I liked it when Barry pretended to be Barry. That was yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The way Barry got so freaked out with Earth 2 Iris, like, that's his wife. They're very intimate, <laughs> yeah. and he's just, like, so blown out, like, freaked out, going, huh, what do I do? Feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, uh, we're married. We're allowed to do this. It's like, feelings. It's so great. And oh, that show has made me cry so much. Just anything that Barry has, to, like when that phone call with his mom from Earth Two. That was a good scene. Oh my god, I was sobbing so much. Like I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, I really don't. I it, it's what magic is it that moments like that in Flash that make me cry? And I see like the same very similar moments like that's supposed to be touching and powerful. And I watch it in like Legends of Tomorrow, and I'm like, I don't care. So well, yeah, because you don't care about anything that happens to those characters <laughs> in Legends. Let's talk yeah. about that wasted yeah. opportunity that is Hot Girl in Legends. Just give it a moment, because basically the thing I am with, so like, mad about that. The thing that makes you care about when something like that happens in Flash is essentially that Grant Gustin is a puppy in human form. That's pretty much it. <laughs> You know, he will turn on the waterworks and he'll be like, uh, I need to, like, just give him a hug or something. You know, there's somebody That's like, true. okay, who is it? One of my friends, because he played such an asshole in Glee, <laughs> yeah. like, she cannot watch Flash. She just can't. And I'm all like, sorry, you're missing out on one of the greatest TV shows I've ever seen because you cannot let go and don't know how acting works. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I was, the one time I, the one time that I bought that he was, like, really pissed off was when Zoom takes his father in the second class oh, episode. I hate that like, so his, much. Who saw that his, coming a mile away? I did. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Really? I don't know if no. I saw it. I, I knew something was going to happen, but I didn't know what. I didn't think they would and, actually kill him. That's the thing. No, I didn't know that. I was hoping I was, they weren't. But like when they got to, you know, every the everything is fine dinner and <laughs> Zoom wasn't anywhere like trapped anywhere. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, this is something's gonna be something bad. Like, something bad. They're happy. Gonna happen. This can't last. Exactly. I thought Wally would have been the one. Were you talking about the everything's happy dinner? Oh yeah. yeah. But well, he's already thing, been. Like, I love that. I love I'm that scene keep because, like, <laughs> I know you guys suck, but um, I love that scene because of how like everyone acted in that up in that scene because like Grant Gustin looked legit pissed off when Zoom took his father. And then he, like, runs after him. And then you see Wally's face when he puts it together. Oh, crap. He, he was the Flash. Like, he finally figured, finds out that he's a Flash. And, like, all their acting was really good. And he's the last person that finally know. Everybody, yeah. Everyone in that room, like, is in on a joke. Wally's like, let him. me thank the Flash. And everyone's like, sure. Well, technically, he's the last one there, right? He's the one, last one that got introduced. Yeah, you know that is true. Uh, like, I get, yeah. It's like after that moment happens, you kind of just got to imagine like the conversation continues, him looking at everybody like, 
the hell? Why didn't I you guys really, tell guys? me? <laughs> you guys knew? Why is nobody freaked out? <laughs> I it's the thing with oh in in when they do the crossovers with Arrow and Dig never gets used to Barry oh. being the Flash. He never gets used to it, and I never want him to get used to it. No, because he that's, will that's always like the best parts. It's the best thing about Dig, and I and I haven't seen anything Arrow. I'm, Past, There's, I think, what was the last episode I saw on Arrow? I, last episode I saw was Felicity getting her legs back and then breaking up with Oliver. And I got gosh. really pissed off about that because she does dumb. not need to be that shitty of a person. She literally am, walked away from the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that is that. terrible. Spoilers here. That is a terrible yeah. thing. Come on now. It's uh, so. I, I don't know. I'm 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 really tired of her. Like it's basically I, she's get she's being thrown into these like it's it's her and 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 Ciara Ciara. Yeah, Ciara Renee plays Kendra. Kendra, God, I was about to say Shayara. I'm like, get out of here, well, savage. Kendra's um, first name is Shayara. Yeah, yeah, Kendra and 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 Felicity, and they're matched up with these. Terrible, like, terrible dudes. Just and, I, and I'm just like, dude, let them just be. When they killed like, Hawkman off, I was so glad. I'm like, yes, now she can be a person. But then it's like, oh, I miss Hawkman. And I don't know what I should be. It's like, no, no, anything, anything but her and her romantic troubles. Literally any story. So yeah, I agree. When it the keeps season, happening over I know, because when the season ended and they revealed she's not going to be in season two, they're like, we don't know what kind of story to tell with her. I'm like, <sighs> literally anything not about a boyfriend it's not that hard <laughs> and it's like there's a woman and uh, she's found her boyfriend i guess she were done with her like really really yeah, that's, that's a shame i think they should like they clue you in on that earlier on when that same story keeps happening over and over and over and you start to realize maybe they don't know what to do with this woman well, yeah, I think that's the main weakness with the uh, the CW versus DC shows. Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's what the problem was with season one Candace, was everything about her was about Eddie. And it's like, we don't care about Eddie. Eddie's boring. Like, oh, we care yeah. a lot. Not Candace. What's the... Iris. Iris. Candace Iris. is the actress's name. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it's like, what? who is she outside of that random dude nobody likes? Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people are happy that it's Barry and Iris, but like, at least we got Iris and Iris for a little bit, you know? Yeah, I agree. Also, speaking of romances, um, in Legends, like it was, they focused so much on like after she broke, like whether or not Kendra will stay with Ray and all, and just the Kendra and Ray relationship was just, <clears throat> I did not like it at all. They should have just let it be. Again, anything else? I totally agree. But in terms of romance, the reason why Ray is the Adam is because he lost his fiance. And when they went through that whole thing where, you know, they were, the Time Masters were kidnapping everybody's loved ones or going to kill everyone's loved ones or something. Right. He gets, what's his, see, I even forget his fiance's name right now. But there is a scene um, where he basically gets to see his fiance again alive because he's protecting them from the time masters and they just totally don't go to that scene she is supposed to be in that room by herself being protected they don't even show her face anna anna that's her name 
Yeah, there's no Ray and Anna conversation. There's just nothing. That's a wasted, wasted moment. The reason why he's the Adam is because he saw Anna die. And there's not even an acknowledgement of that. There's not even, and, and there's not even a scene with them together. And the next scene was basically him just like speaking to her, pans out when he's out there talking to Kendra, and then they kiss in the hallway. He's kissing Kendra, and she decides to be with Ray again, and then changes her mind two episodes later. Like, wasted, <laughs> wasted moment for Ray as a person. And for Kendra, as a person, like, that is your fiancé who you are the reason why you're a superhero for in that other room. And you're going to be kissing hot girl because you guys were together for two years in 1950? Really? (laughs) Oh, my God. That makes me so upset because I love Ray so much. Ray is like, speaking of a puppy, he's the puppy. Yeah. In Legends. I have not seen him show up in Arrow yet. I am like right before the Suicide Squad episode. So Ray is my favorite character in this show. And I really hope he gets to do something that's not as repetitive and not chained to like one other character who's very flip floppy in the season in season two. Yeah. Like she for her. She's like, she doesn't even make a decision. Like make her make a decision. If she can't get over Carter, then let her not be over Carter. If she wants to move on with Ray, let her move on with Ray. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> also, it started with Cisco, because she originally was. Oh Cisco. my god, that's oh, okay. right! <laughs> oh, why? Oh, god. So, so upsetting. Yeah, and I, like. And, yeah, I feel really bad for those actors, because the guy who plays Hawkman. You clearly, Carter. yeah, the Carter can, the guy who plays Carter, Hawkman, can, clearly can do more stuff than just be, my love, this is what you have to do with your life. No. <laughs> he can clearly, yeah, he can clearly do something else other than that. Like, I was actually, too busy hating his character to notice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I just, did not care about him at all. He was yeah. so boring, and I'm like, you can give him more stuff. He's also, like, knocked out unconscious for, like, two of the episodes he's in in the second half. Yeah. He just does not get enough screen time. Yeah, I get why he doesn't, if it's it's because neither actor want to come back, which I doubt, but it's, yeah, I get it. He was barely in it, and she clearly didn't have enough to do other than be someone's girlfriend. And that's so upsetting. I really do hope they don't come back. Um... We don't need them dragging down the show again. The show's pretty decent when they're not, like, the focal points. I would love the show if it was just Hot Girl being cool and wielding a mace. Yeah, I would like that, too. Yeah. Or I would like... like, Just her hunting down... Just her hunting down uh, Savage. That's all you need. My ideal Legends of Tomorrow is just Ray and Mick teaming up and robbing banks. I'm good with that. (laughs) (laughs) My ideal Legend of Tomorrow would basically be White Canary. Oh my god. Ice. Ice. Snart. Captain Cole. Yeah, Snart. Oh, like Snart. I just I just yeah. I saw that he dies. And that upsets me. <sighs> I, I basically wasn't paying somebody else was watching, like one of my friends was watching it while I was just in the room. And I just caught yeah. that scene where he's like, no, you go. And then I got my OTP kiss. And then she goes, and then I'm like, he's going to die? They're going to kill? 
Why? Well, apparently he's coming back favorite. anyway because he signed oh, a deal. Like but it's going to be like random episodes, probably yeah. not enough to actually satisfy you. Uh, Smart was always my favorite character. It sucks so much because the Hawks were gone. We got rid of the Hawks. It's like all the good stuff was left. Like season two was going to be awesome. You had Captain Cold. You had Mick. You had Ray minus Kendra. It was going to be great. And then they kill him. I know. Oh, God. It was so just man. It was one of those things where they clearly didn't. They should have. They, they didn't realize how to drag more than one, like, just one singular villain that they yeah, needed to have. Yeah, let's talk about how terrible Vandal Savage is. Uh, he, he was terrible. Yeah. Like, this is pretty much the worst season of Doctor Who ever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's saying something, considering. It's like, if every se- it's like if every episode of a season of Doctor Who was about chasing the Master, but yeah. the uh, Eric Roberts Master. Mm. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Man, and then, yeah, like, and then Arrow, like, I stopped caring about Arrow as soon as I heard, also, well, I stopped caring about Arrow, like I said, when Felicity literally walks away and just the, the shittiest person ever. And then I heard the, I saw Twitter implode a little about Black Canary dying. Yeah, like, it was, uh, it was. What happened? Tell me. <laughs> I think it makes sense, though. Yeah, they're going there with they. Basically, she got killed by Dark when they were going after him. and It would it be better weird... if he wasn't such a terrible villain. Well, that's the thing. Like At the beginning, I thought he was pretty good because I didn't like uh, Ra's al Ghul last season. And I was oh, yeah. like, oh, this guy has a little more character and the actor seems like he's like, having a little more fun you know, playing the character, but they drag it on so much. And then you get to the scene where they're you know finally confronting him. Well, not finally, but one of the times they're all confronting him and he kills Black Canary basically to get back at uh, her father kind of for uh. the training or something like that. But the thing is like they take okay so they take uh, Arrow in costume takes Canary in costume to the hospital and you know they have the whole thing where the nurses or whatever are keeping that identity safe and all that stuff and then you see her come out of surgery and the yeah. doctor says the doctor says oh she's expected to make full recovery and then, uh, what do you call it? Oliver is talking to her, like, in the room. Mm-hmm. And they're just talking and stuff, you know, bringing all feel, you know, they're... Talking about feelings? Know, yeah, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And she says, I got to tell you something. And then it cuts to outside the window of the hospital, and you don't hear what she says. And next thing you know, like, she's going into cardiac arrest, and she dies. And that's it. And I, I was expecting next episode. I was expecting the next episode to be like, "Oh, it was a fake out." But at the same time, I kept thinking, "Why would they fake that? Like, what's the point?" And but it, yeah, it's not a fake out. Like she actually died. And I think the the father, you know, sold that scene because he was really good at like act. You know, his, oh, he's just he's a, a really good actor. actor. I like him. Yeah, I've loved them since Dresden Files. <laughs> <laughs> But the way she died and the reason, like, it just happened so fast. Mm. And even though I never really liked her character, I never liked Laurel. And I was like, oh, I'm okay with her leaving. But the way she left was kind of crappy. And for me, I'm still watching the show just because, I mean, I'm this far and I'm kind of like, I still have things that I like about it. Like, Diggle's like my favorite character. Needs a better helmet. Um, God, yes. He needs something, anything. Like, take the helmet off. I don't care because... 
freaking it's such a bad mask it's so <laughs> does he still have the magneto thing going on yeah yeah, yeah much. that 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 spawns so many terrible nicknames it, but there was a tease where cisco's like we need to get you something else yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny because like at, at like the last scene of the show like where basically their base gets destroyed and everybody sort of disperses and oliver's looking at all of the you know, the costumes where they have in the tubes or whatever. Right. And you see him look at Black Canary for a while because she's dead. And mm-hmm. then she looks at Speedy's costume and his costume. And then it pans over to Diggle's costume. And it's just a leather jacket and a stupid helmet. It's like, <laughs> it's such a letdown. <laughs> well, let's hope that, like, since at the end of Flash, you know, Barry does a Flashpoint. Well, like- Arrow's not going to be affected by that. Really? Probably not. No. It shouldn't be, honestly. Well, if they were crossing... Well, that's true. But if they were crossing over, all the stuff that they went through together is totally gone. No. Because, I mean... Well, it depends. It depends on if you're like, does Flashpoint erase the entire universe? Let me nerd out for a second. Or does Flashpoint create another universe? Because we've already Uh, established that there are multiple Earths. So did Barry just travel to a different one? Did he create a new one? Or did he ruin Earth 1? So there's a bunch of stuff where it's just like, yeah. let's not get in the way of all our other shows. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, if he if he basically saves his mother and then that causes him not to become like a forensic scientist and then he doesn't get hit by lightning or whatever, he doesn't become the Flash, then there's no crossover with Arrow or whatever. And, Arrow can still know, happen. So well, yeah, yeah, they're not going to do that. Still happen, yeah. But also, it kind of works because way back in... Uh, Season one, you remember Zoom's, not Zoom, Reverse Flash's newspaper. But, uh, cause you know, Reverse Flash and the Flash were enemies, but mm-hmm. in a world where Barry's mom didn't die. Like, Reverse Flash was like, I'm gonna make you the Flash earlier than you should have been. So we already know that there was a continuity where Barry became the Flash without his parents dying as oh, the right. catalyst. And I that's where that. the original Reverse Flash comes from. So he basically created that world again. Or returned to it. Undid yeah. what Reverse Flash did. Oh, that makes me happy. So there's a lot of places they can go, and they can still fix it, because, you know, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Well, That yeah. would make the Barry-Iris relationship less creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean where he's, like, basically got the hots for his sister? Pretty much. Yeah. Well, if you were, you know, that, well, I guess. I mean, if Candace Patton was my sister. Anyway. Hey. <laughs> no, no, no. We do not that's... move on from that that fast. Oh, no, no, no. We're moving on now because that's just gross, yo. My like, adopted, nah. not blood related sister. Come on, guys. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Lord. But yeah, well, I do hope, like, when he, if he does reset, like, well, I was going to say, like, if he does reset everything, like, to go get some new outfit. <laughs> um, I, Diggle doesn't even get involved with that annoying leech Oliver Queen. Oh my god! I do like though that the whenever Oliver gives advice to anybody in the show is like, take it from me, who's seen some shit and done some shit. Don't do that shit. Like <laughs> that's what I. That's the Oliver I appreciate. I I can I'll, go with that. I would say, despite like. Because, I mean, season two of Arrow was probably the best season of Arrow. And even though I still think season four was a bit better than season three, mm-hmm. it's for me, it's not enough to not watch. I can still watch it. There's still parts <clears throat> of it that I enjoy. 
still parts of it that I hate. Like, well, they're there. The action the team. Still, oh, the action team is the like. The action is. I don't know. I got. It's too Opinions good. on that. <laughs> you know. I don't know about that. That makes me I feel just, very <laughs> bad because I'm halfway into season two and it's not a good show. Mm. It's just not a I, good show. I don't well, like the characters. I just hope that the action team for both. Uh, both of them now that Supergirl is moving on to CW is like yes please yes God I she want... needs they need to do something with that action because holy crap I think the last like, what was the last episode I saw oh God I don't last remember. episode I saw was the Flash crossover yeah that's a, that was the last episode I have and that was so fun it was yeah. so fun <laughs> and again it's like a lot of people uh, not getting used to Barry being the Flash. Like, it freaks yeah. other people out. I'm like, I love that. Just even, like, the ice cream moment, everyone else freaked yeah. out. And, yeah. And, uh, she was just happy that his ice cream. And Supergirl's <laughs> like, yes! I'm like, girl, you and I are friends. I want to hang out with you <laughs> all the time. There's, like, there's actually a moment in Arrow, I think, I think it was when they had a crossover and King Shark was there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, what's Diggle's wife's name? Lee. But anyway, she was there, and I think the first time she saw it, she didn't freak out as much as Diggle did. Mm-hmm. And then the next time he, when he left, she was like, "Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of crazy." Yeah, <laughs> like she admitted it to Diggle. It's like, "Yeah, that's that's kind of freaky." And he's like, "Right, <laughs> never get used to it. Oh god. So before we move on, I just I just want to say I did not like that team up episode. Like, it was cool to see Barry and Kara together, but. Um, I did not like what it did to uh, Banshee and her relationship with uh, Wynn. Because it kind of oh, seemed... Yeah. yeah, like Yas knows. I went, on, I went on about this for a while when I first saw it. Like, it was like a week or two. She, <laughs> well, it annoyed me so much because she's being built up as this character who might stick around for a while. And, you know, even if she doesn't, if, I feel like she's got this character arc she's got to go through. But it's like one moment she's having all of these struggles, the next moment... Oh, I'm a villain, and then like Wynn gets like 30 seconds at the end of the episode to just to get over her, and that annoyed me so much because like they were building up their relationship together, and then they mm-hmm. just washed their hands of it, and ah, it's not a good show. I don't like Supergirl. Like I haven't been watching the show, uh-huh. but I could tell that her heel turn was way too fast. Yeah, it, even in the recap, it's like she's a normal girl with serious issues and genuine complaints. But then it's like, meet the crazy lightning girl. Okay, you'd be crazy together. Is it really? Uh, and like, well, for that moment, and... well, I was about to say, the whole, it was so fast that basically they just went to Sephora and then came back and became villains. Yeah. Is my, like, yeah. as soon as like, okay, they just went to a makeup store <laughs> and had a day picking out outfits, picking out the right tone of white and like nice, you know, smoky eye. And then they're suddenly villains. And I'm like, I'm sitting here going... Girl, just get some makeup remover and contour that a little less. Just that's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, they just went on a shopping spree, makeup together, and that's it. Like that was my first comment. I'm like, did they just go to Sephora and then she's evil now? Is that is that what happened? These are like references only like a girl who likes makeup <laughs> will make. And so don't make these references among like <laughs> your friends who do not like makeup. Because that joke killed when I said it out loud to my girlfriends, but no. Okay. I'm going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's this? The three of you are... Yeah, exactly. 
Well, it, it really just seemed like that last sentence was you talking to yourself, and that was brilliant. <laughs> you, I guys, you guys are so mean. I hate you so much. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see what happens when she when they actually bring Supergirl yeah. to CW. Because, I mean, I don't know. It was just, for me, it was just plain fun. I haven't finished the show yet, but because uh, I'm still catching up on everything. Um, I, I just want to know whether or not they're going to move the production. Are they going to move the production yeah, to? Yep, they yeah, probably are. Yeah. Oh man, because everyone's actually do, in Vancouver. Yeah, I I do. <laughs> I actually really do like seeing the like because it's shot in LA, like so obviously LA that it can't get any more obvious that it's LA. Um, because there's like That's moments. Amazing. Yeah, well, for me, clearly because I live here, like. That when they did like a press conference for that one senator, and I think that's when you get like the white Martian for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I was like, "That's downtown LA." I literally pass that field every time I go to Little Tokyo to buy Toku stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, I know where that is. Yeah, and then they had like the LA Convention Center. It's like when I do the LA Convention Center, double as a pr- train station and as an airport. I'm all like that. That's not what that is. That is, oh man. And this is, this is only obvious to like people who live here, but I'm sure it's going to get like that for people who live in Vancouver and Atlanta as well. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's... that happens once in a while. <laughs> like I was like, it happens in weird movies too. Like, oh yeah? Ride Along Ride Along is like shot all over in Atlanta. And I'm just like, holy crap, that's where my dad's restaurant was. <laughs> <laughs> there had, like like uh, Kevin Hart and... Freaking Ice Cube are having a battle <laughs> with a dude rubbing like honey on himself in a market where I worked in college. That's <laughs> like, amazing. Makes no sense. Yeah, it's like see, um, like the, there was a scene in New Girl where it was literally shot a block away from me, like a block away from where I live, and I'm like, as they're passing by, and they're just like, "Wow, welcome to small town Portland." I'm all like, "That is where I live. That is nowhere near Portland at all." You can see my old house in the wire. Oh, yeah? Really? That's great. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's not good. Was it a crack den? No. Uh-huh. The house next door was. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my mom didn't let me play outside when I was young. Because there were needles oh in the grass. Way to make it real, man. <laughs> not even joking, yeah. either. Oh, damn. No, I believe it. Uh, yeah. What other shows have we been watching? Because you talked about... I know we've been going for an hour and a half, but I think it's well worth because, yeah, we get to hang out and talk about shows that we like. You don't get to do that that much except in the chat room every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as you said, Daredevil. That's fair. Oh, yeah. Did anybody watch Daredevil? Yes, I did. And I regret it. Why? Season two was not that good. Season one wasn't good. Hated Matt. I really hated Matt's relationship with Elektra. The best part about it was the Punisher, and I hated the Punisher. But, like, in a way where I was supposed wow. to hate the Punisher. So, oh, yeah, I just wasn't mean. feeling it. I, I wasn't... It didn't Because, like, that whole rooftop it. thing, where it's like, they're just yelling at each other, we have philosophical, not theological differences! And I'm like, congratulations. Who cares? I like that, though. <laughs> I nobody, like a lot. nobody talks like that. You're a half measure. Like really? <laughs> like shoot him if you're gonna shoot him. Punch him if you're gonna punch him. This foolishness. 
is just not working. <laughs> We're having philosophical disagreements. That's the oh, oh Lord! Man. Wonder if Civil War was just like that—just yelling philosophical differences. I didn't like straight. Civil War either. Really? I oh, watched really? it three oh, times in the theater. No, because look, here's my here's my here's my thing. Okay, mm. Tony's stance—he's pro Sokovia Accords, which in theory is pro accountability. The thing that gets him on that side is a woman showing him that he's responsible for the death of her son. Why does he endanger the life of a 15-year-old Peter Parker? Say, hey, kid, drop everything. Come to Berlin and put your life in danger. That's against accountability. That's the against the idea of being responsible. That's against the idea of not endangering children. And it's just like you throw your own theme out of the window for some fan service. Yeah, like, so the thing with that is it would actually make for a really cool character-building moment and, you know, have him deal with these opposing ideals he's got going on but you know they're not gonna do yeah they're not gonna do that they did it and they won't yeah they only they only touched on it the moment when he told peter that's it you're done that's the only time they touched on that that he was just like oh crap it's a kid like but (sighs) and just a lot of it wasn't working for me because it's one big excuse but like that's what i talked about i like lucha underground because it doesn't pretend that you know all this stuff is important it's just wild and crazy. Like, a civil war was just like, we're fighting because we feel like fighting. Cool. Do that. But don't try and sell me on the Sokovia Accords. And then it's like, but really, Bucky? Like, what does Bucky have to do with Sokovia? Nothing. But so, we just need a reason for Tony and them to pretend they're trying to arrest Steve and them. So why doesn't Steve just let them arrest Bucky and assure them that he needs psychiatric help as opposed to jail time? And they're like, because we need to fight. And it's like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Oh, I also <laughs> want to mention Civil War Two sounds just as terrible. Oh, don't even, don't, don't, seriously don't get me started. It sounds, it's I, never, I haven't heard anything about Civil War. Okay, so basically, here's the, div- here's the, like, the, the splitting point between them. Oh! Um, should superheroes oh, the, who have, should superheroes who have precog- precognition. Oh, oh, um, you mean the comic Civil War 2. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, bullshit. Yeah. yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> why are they, oh, because there's a movie, that's why. It, it so sounds like, Marvel right like, now. like a middle school person thought of this idea, and thought it was so cool and decided to write a story about it, and I hate it so much. Especially considering Minority Report was how many years ago? Wow. There was a series last year. Exactly. Like, we did it. We get it. I like that series. (laughs) (laughs) There's yes in the background. I like that series. For someone who saw it three times in the theater, I did have a lot of fun with that freaking movie. It's just really, really fun. Yeah, I like that. But I also like Daredevil too. Yeah, I did too. So Yaz and I just well, have, are like the super I, trashy people, like with you know. <laughs> I mean, I have there were parts of it that I didn't I didn't have a problem with it, like the whole thing with the hand and her being like this prophecy or whatever. It, None it, of that paid off at all. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like oh, maybe it'll pay off in season three, but we're gonna have to wait like another. Like year the big mystery of season three is a giant hole in the ground. Really? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I thought I thought all the. All the Punisher stuff I thought was great. I thought was yeah, um, I thought that was great too. I I liked his uh, interaction with uh, Wilson Fisk. Yes. Cool. What was that Ooh, episode? Yeah. Anything with Wilson Fisk, Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. in these shows is gold. Yeah. And my yeah. man in the prison. Oh, that was that was great. That's the best part of anything. And then him Marvel. fighting all of those like dudes in the cell block. Yes. God, that's the thing. Like the. the uh, the action in this show is so freaking good. I I want I want this thing on Blu-ray because 
I want to see like all the special features of like how they did all this stuff because mm-hmm. like season one had that hallway like one shot mm-hmm. well supposedly one shot fight then they did it again with the stairwell in this season mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair like it looks like there's more cuts in this one yeah like a I mean lot it's of a lighting stairwell and stuff yeah. like that yeah the the but scene still, is literally like, they, bigger like they know how to do actually they know how like the they have talented like stunt actors. And they actually let the actors do what they want, like how much as much as they can. Like um, the guy who plays Matt Murdock, he bit, like if it's not a flip, like a crazy flip or whatever, he pretty much does every scene as well as a stunt actor. And they basically just choose which one looks better. Which a lot of times probably gonna be a stunt actor, but if he can pull it off well enough, they'll show him doing it. And then Electra's actor, I didn't know that she was a black belt in karate, so it's like there's more of her doing that stuff than I thought, which is really cool. Just the dumbest thing, and namely, because, like, speaking of Electra, like, she, there was a dollar theater nearby, and they were playing Gods of Egypt, so I was like, well, let's get drunk and watch Gods of Egypt, because this is dumb. Um, so I didn't live, it was only a dollar, the drinks cost more, so I wasn't really, like, supporting anything. Well, that's true. But, it was kind of worth it, because, like, she's in that movie. She's in that movie, and the guy who plays Black Panther is in that movie. And fucking gods huh. of Egypt. And oh, they yeah. play... He plays the weirdest character. He plays Thoth, the, the god of wisdom, who's just basically like the owl in Avatar. The owl archivist in Avatar. <laughs> that giant owl. Huh. Uh, oh, cool. He just plays yeah. that guy as Thoth. So, and <laughs> the, the girl who plays Electra plays the goddess of love in gods of Egypt. And she basically plays the same character, which is... Weird, snarky, crazy ex-girlfriend. That's she it. Yeah! Like, she just plays the same character. Yeah. And so now that I know that she is a black belt, she was definitely wasted in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, like watching Daredevil makes me so frustrated at watching Arrow. Because, <laughs> holy crap. Like, I talked to George about this a lot. Because, like, season one, the reason why I've never, I still haven't seen season one is because the action is so bad. Like, you never see anything. Everything's in the dark. They oh, cut too much and you don't see... Yeah, you don't see, like... A lot of the fights, you can tell they have talented people working on that, like, st- doing stunt work, but they never show it. Like, the camera's either moving a lot or there's a lot of cuts and you can never see anyone connect the hit. It's annoying. And they get a little bit better as seasons go on. Like, there's... I think there's, like, a fight or two in season four where I think the, the, the action choreographer was able to just given the chance to direct the whole episode mm-hmm. and then they had a lot longer takes where you see like more than one well you see more than one punch a shot and that's the thing that i like to see in daredevil where it's like they let you see these actors move you let they let you see like from farther away these like either the stunt actors or the actors actually doing choreography actually being physical you mm-hmm. know it's not just like an era where everything looks like a dance. Like, they're always twirling around and they're always, yeah. like, half of the time they're on their knees and it's, it's weird. But yeah, it's, it's, it's something that, it's one of the things where I had to turn my brain off wherever I watch. I mean, you always have to kind of turn your brain off when you watch Arrow, but with the action, like, I have to not pay attention to the action because it's it's just annoying. But then when something cool happens, like, oh, wow, they, they actually let me see that. Would, like, did they slip up or something? Like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> but um, with Daredevil, like, every episode, like, it... The action isn't the only thing I watch it for, but when there's good action, it just makes me love the show more. Mm. Did you watch Jessica Jones at all? Yeah. 
I can't watch that. Sh- I can't watch that show more than once. Like I'm never, it's I'm never watching rough. it again. It's so intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but it's a good show, but it's just it's yeah. It's psychologically really and it's, it again. it's psychologically intense. Like I could watch season one of Daredevil again, and I do. I will mm. watch like occasional ep- like clips and episodes every once in a while. Like I said, anything yeah. with Kingpin makes me really happy. Um, season two, def- I would love to have seen more of Vanessa in season two. Because her mm. whole Lady Macbeth thing is makes me really happy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, well, speaking of action, which is probably... It's only the few times. That's why I like White Canary so much, Sarah. Anything Sarah does in Legends, I'm always down yeah. for. Because sh- she's really, really good. Like, And namely, she does have that super dance background. But because of that, she really gets like those beats whenever she's in an action scene. Just like put her in more action stuff. She actually, like, does practice martial arts. Oh, yeah? Right? That's amazing. So, yeah. And I think the action uh, direct choreographer for Arrow moved on to... Legend? Legend, I think? Yeah. I think so. I mean, or he's just doing both. I don't know. But, yeah, he. it looks like they put more attention into the action in Legends than in Arrow. Yeah, that, that's... Because you get to see them do more. What I also... Well, speaking of, like, you know rolling back to I just want to team up with KO and Lady Penelope I just wanted a team up with yeah with the same thing with Kendra and Sarah like where was that team up all the time and just fighting and when they started training together I thought oh cool this could be like a cool we're always gonna always kick ass like yeah but then they had to talk about Ray oh god it's just it's just so so bad. Like, it clearly did not pass the Vachel test, but... Ugh, <laughs> and it's funny that, like, I think... Was it, a, like, a week or so after Civil War came out, uh, Adam actually turned, like, giant as well? It was yeah. the same week. <laughs> the same like, week, it was right? Like, yeah. Because however the schedule works, it was the Wednesday before Civil War came out. Oh, God. Oh, really? Yeah, that was, that was great. <laughs> The, the quips of Civil War is really great. But yeah, we have been talking for an hour and a half. Is there anything else yeah. that we would like to talk about? Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was interesting. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is boring. It is. I, yeah, I, I got bored with I that like too. It. Sorry, Yaz, you're on their since, own. Um, I haven't watched it since the two people whose names I forget, but I really liked <laughs> left. Um, and now oh, I'm, Mockingbird and uh, Hunter. Yeah, now I'm really yeah. bummed out. They left? Yeah, because yeah. supposedly they were going to get their own spinoff show, but then but ABC that ain't like, yeah, so now they're canceled. like, they're going to have to write them back in, or like, who who, who, who even knows? It's, 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 stupid. I don't know. I, it's a stupid show. Maybe I just like garbage TV. Yeah, I, think I, so. I, think so. I enjoyed it for the most part. It's a bad show. You should, you should feel ashamed for watching it. It's not, it. no, I don't feel ashamed for it, because I actually had fun. I, I, the last two days, I pretty much, I finished up uh, watching S.H.I.E.L.D., and it's actually pretty interesting. Like, it took a long, like, the first part of them introducing the Hive character was took forever, um, but once you started to see what he wanted to do, it, it started to rev up and it it got interesting. It, like the show benefits whenever there's a bunch of crap happening at the same time, mm. whereas when they're just hunting down Inhumans. Hive or they're just trying to get to the other portal to save a gem or whatever. It's bad. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, like the first um, half. Is I'm glad you're easily boring. entertained. <laughs> hey, man, life is a lot more fun when you can be entertained by love. Yeah, well, we're we're definitely not like totally getting up on you for liking what you like because that's our motto here at Team <laughs> Tokenet. 
Can't seriously, it's pretty garbage. Tell that to George. <laughs> Tell that to George and Nick. <laughs> I, I said I was happy for you. What? <laughs> I mean, it's still garbage, but we're very happy that you enjoy it. I'm just kidding. Hey, man, well, the thing about stuff. Agent, like the Agent, well, I mean, I also like garbage shows. I watch like really weird stuff. Um, I mean, I did just go on a huge rant about Lucha Underground, but but you actually made it sound interesting. So let me. Hey, the now. thing about Agents of Shield is I like also got Chloe Bennett who plays Daisy slash Kai slash whatever. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that's the only person on that show I like. You know what? Mm-hmm. You know, actually, that reminds me. I still can't get over the fact that they killed Trip. Like, see, I don't yeah. even know who oh, Trip is. Oh God! He's the guy he who was um, disintegrated at season two. Is he they one of the black it. dudes? Yes. Yes. Yep. So, like, how many black dudes have they killed so far? One? No, two. That's the only two. Too they, many. They killed the two? cyborg guy. Who's the they did. Oh, so yeah. Deathlock yeah, yeah, is dead. No. Yeah, like he blew himself up or something. I think. I love Deathlock, man. But yeah, like I thought he came back though. I don't know. Anywho. <laughs> When, uh, when oh no, Trip... he is back for this season. Yeah, he's totally yeah. back. When Trip died, I um, it happened in such a way that it didn't really get any focus. So I thought they're gonna have to bring him back. This is not like, this is not final. This is not treated as a proper death scene. It's treated as a scene that happened. This can't be the end. It's the end. It, it, yeah. it pissed me off so much. I don't. It really pissed me off too, because like he, his whole thing was that he was the descendant of one of like. The the Howling Commandos. I'm like, yeah, get some legacy shit in there. I love that stuff. No. Oh, he's Gabe's. Oh, that's disrespectful. I know, isn't it? It's awful. Also, which one? I think who did I? Who was I talking to about this? Um, but yeah, when it comes to after a while, when I realized Agents of Shield just wasn't gonna be, because again, somebody well, somebody mentioned this to me again. And I now, after it was mentioned, I never, I can't unsee it, is that I just, wouldn't it just be cool just to have a team that just deals with, like, the weirdest shit, like it's just a job? Like, if, have you, you guys are watching, Cam- like, Amazons, right? Coming right Amazons? Absolutely, yeah. but yes. Yeah, but that team, that, like, team that gets rid of, like, the, 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 the extermination, yeah, the extermination team. Yeah. Like, you know how they just go through their daily life going, God, we gotta go to work. But they're super competent in doing their work. Yeah. But they're just like, all right, well, do I get this one today? And like, let's eat stuff. And just, it's just a job. And they just have to deal with yeah. all the bullshit they have to deal with. That's what I wanted. Now that somebody said that to me, I'm like, oh crap. That's what I wanted Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to be all along. Like, they're just going, God damn it. Go to work, stupid superheroes. Let's just clean, you know? You know, oh, that that reminds me. I think that's pretty much what damage control is going to be, and I really want damage it to control? be true. Okay, so yeah, uh, they damage are. Damage making... control is a comic that uh, the legendary Dwayne McDuffie created about a cleanup crew that you know cleans up after superhero battles. Ah, oh, and it's becoming that's a TV cool. show. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Well, I will look forward to that. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So. This is what I always wanted. Yeah, like, as you were describing that, I just kept thinking, "This is damage control." Yeah. Okay, so you guys have to link me to those. To we're gonna have a comics corner episode later on down the road because we gotta because it's yeah. fun. But definitely, link, it, when we're back in the. Yes. <laughs> Shut up, Nick. Get out of here, Nick! I gave you that job. Enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> yes, man. Yay! Someone listens to me on this team. Yeah, have fun with that. Yeah, God. <laughs> And crickets. 
deep breaths. Is there anything else anybody wants to talk about? Mm, I found my old Ronin Warriors DVDs. I really just like watching new Ronin Warriors season. DVDs. What? Oh god. <laughs> we're not talking about uh-huh. we're not going to talk about Ronin Warriors. We're not going to talk about Walking Dead because we'll be here for another couple hours. Cool. <laughs> uh, but Ronin Warriors is fun. Ronin Warriors is fun. I watched the first episode dubbed again, and it's still it's still awesome. It really? holds up. Like, it's ridiculous in, like, all the shit that they do. Like, and there's a lot of, like, oh, guys, we, we can't get along just yet. And really, you're just letting this guy walk around with a white tiger in the middle of nowhere? No one's no one's arresting him? No one's doing anything? <laughs> just, okay, cool. Um, is yeah. the dub Is huh. the dub the one where, like, they have a surfer dude guy voicing yes. one of the characters? Yep. Yeah. Yes. I always thought that was fantastic. Yep, he's a samurai, have- but he's a surfer. Yeah, basically, Man. I think the person who did Sage's voice, who was the green lightning guy, and Sai's voice, which is the blue water. See, I can tell these guys apart. I can't tell if the Tracy brothers are apart. Because they're color-coded. So are the Tracy brothers. No, they're not. The Thunderbirds are. Well, I mean, they have the sashes. God damn it. Um. Anyway, but yeah, the, the guy who voice Sage and the guy who voice Sai was is the same guy. And apparently his voice sounded way too similar for two different characters. So that's why Sai has a English accent. Which oh. is weird because why isn't anybody else international? Like, you know, nobody else has a different accent. <laughs> and yeah, for some reason Ronin uh Rowan Rowan, who is the arrow guy, who's the darker blue, uh uh he has like he said I realized his accent Sounds kind of Brooklyn, New York, Long Island-ish. I'm all like, whoa, this guy is really, like, Upper East Coast. Why? Is there more than one dub? No. Or is it just one I dub? think it's the one dub. There might be a second okay. one, actually. From, like, pre-Tunami days. No, like that's, the, that's two Dragon Ball Z one? Yeah, that's the same one. There's only one that's dub. That's the same one. Oh, okay. They may, have, they may have gotten the same people when they showed the rest of the episodes, Mm-hmm. Post tsunami, but they—it still sounds like the same people. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's—it's it's all the same dub. I think the only time they changed it was when they did the OVA, and I'm pretty sure that was a different mm. cast. By the way, yeah. those things have way too much talking going on. What the OVAs? Yeah, the follow-ups. Oh. Just ridiculous amounts of talking. Are they any good? Because I'm trying. I, I kind of want to get. No, they're good. It's just those. like sometimes it's like. I just want to see them transform and fight. Can I see them transform and fight? No, yeah. you're going to talk some more? Okay, you do that. Yeah, the Lady Kyra uh, episodes still hold. That's still a good arc. Anubis is, continues to be a badass. Just uh, Anubis is the best character in that The whole series. series is really good. Yeah, apparently, according to Lynx, like Zara, like uh-huh. if you, and I, I'm going to watch this just to see if she's right, that the original, duh, uh, original Samurai Troopers in the mm-hmm. original Japanese that story isn't as compelling and exciting as the dubbed version. No, it's not. No, yeah. no. I constantly forget which episode no. I'm on. On the Japanese? Yeah, I have the Japanese DVD set. Yeah, I just got that. <laughs> I just started watching it. I still enjoy it. Um, I, I, I have nothing to base it on because I never got to watch uh, Ronin Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, I always caught 
an episode or two mm-hmm. here and there or like the end of it because it always came at a weird time and it's like right when i got home from school when i was a kid so i never got to see the whole thing for me it was but, right when it like when i left for school because it was like my dad because my school was o- literally like only a few blocks away from my elementary school was only a few maybe a few blocks two streets away from me so it's like less than a five minute drive but my dad would wake me up at six in the goddamn morning <laughs> and but I wouldn't have to leave until like seven thirty, <laughs> just in time to ca- basically ju- basically it gave me time to get to take a shower, get breakfast, like yeah, and watch Running Warriors for half an hour, and then right when Sailor Moon started, I would like I would basically get to right when they this uh, they beat the bad guy of the week, and then I would have to go to school. So I get to watch Ronin Warriors and then like the three three fourths of Sailor Moon right after if I would go to school. And that's how I knew about the like that was my nineties upbringing. And then after school, I would see Power Rangers. So yeah, mine was different. In for Ronin Warriors, like it came on at three thirty, and that's when I got back home. And because back then we only had one TV. My mom would be watching her soap operas and that ended at four, so I would never be able to watch it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess I'll wait till four and watch Power Rangers when that comes out. Yeah, I see? Like, it's so great. I like that everybody has this story of like this one show that they could never watch as a kid just because it was on it at an inconvenient time. It really right? makes yeah. you take for granted like, hey, I can watch it whenever I want now. Yeah. Like, Freaking, yeah, watching like uh, Beast Wars and... Uh, was it We Are Mummies in the morning before? Mummies Alive? Yeah. Mummies Alive, yeah. Which is the best. For me, oh, God, I love for me it was um, Toonami started showing uh, Zoids, the Chaotic Century one, the, like, mm. the oh, war story. Yeah, 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 yeah. At like yeah. 5.30 in the morning where, where I lived. Really? And I was like 12 years old. That was, that was, was an a, afternoon show for me. It was yeah. rough. It was very rough. That was a late night show for me. Like I was, well, I was able so, to like stay up all night. So is everyone's tsunami different? Well, the thing I was, so. um, I lived in, like, Texas, so we didn't get our TV stations adjusted. So, like, you know, you'll get something that airs at 4 on Eastern, and it'll air at 4 in, like, California. We didn't get that. Something that was at 4 in Eastern was, uh, like, 3 or 5 or whatever it was for us. Like, they didn't adjust it Weird. for the hour. That's so crazy. Before Zoids was on tsunami, the Chaotic Century, it was on at 5.30 in the morning on Cartoon Network and it sucked because I was 12 the 12 year old should not have to wake up at 5.30 <laughs> in the morning to watch his damn cartoons <laughs> yeah because like I think uh, Tsunami like here in Atlanta like it was in the afternoon so it started at 4 and then went on to like 6 or whatever so I would get to watch like DBZ at like 4.30 or something like that like after Power Rangers it would just switch channels and there's DBZ so wait and then when I moved Power up, Rangers came on on like, weekdays yeah 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 like, I only oh, remember it on weekends. They used to premiere episodes no, no. on weekdays. Like you'd get five episodes a week for a while. Yeah, yeah. five new episodes a week. I don't remember that part at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's old school. Oh up there, man. man, see my after like my after school stuff was like it was Power Rangers, and then I could like quickly switch over and catch Road Rovers and like Mighty Ducks. Road Rovers, Mighty Ducks. Uh, yeah, oh, I like how we Ducks. both reacted to a different show. I know it's just so it's like great. It's so good. Shows. I miss. They're really good shows. Yeah, see, I continue on with like most of my non-Toku stuff is like all animated shows. 
Pretty much, yeah. yeah. The nineties had freaking, some good cartoons. Yeah, I agree. Freaking I would G Gundam it, was on. G Gundam was the best. What? G Gundam. Gundam. Oh. No, that came on like the yeah. super racist one. <laughs> Look, yeah, it's a little crazy. bit. It, <laughs> is it really racist if it's racist towards everyone? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, yes. Opportunity <laughs> racist. it's still racist. <laughs> Okay, but look, I was so that. mad back then when the original Gundam came on because mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. But and then you know, they took it off. The old and yeah, but nobody After else 9/11, did. eleven, they took it off. It sucked. Yeah, because everybody was still talking about freaking uh, Gundam. Yeah, so anytime like I had a Gundam wallpaper in college, and I was like, "Is that Gundam Wing?" I'm like, "Please don't make me explain this to you." <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what really sucked was with uh, the Zoid's Chaotic Century. They showed up to episode 63, and then the show is only 67 episodes long. They did not show the last four episodes until, like, one year later. Oh, that's <laughs> bullshit. Was that the first season or the second? It's the okay, second in the so U.S. They showed two. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what, the first okay. one in the U.S. is the one where it's, like, a competition. The second one is where, right. like, it's an actual war. So right, right, that's right. the one I'm Crazy. talking about. And okay. they actually had to like they showed the last four episodes in a marathon and the little bumpers for it would be apologizing that it took so long to air the last four episodes. Really? <laughs> wow. It's like we, we see what we did here, so we apologize. Well, let's have more of that. I would appreciate that a lot more. It's like we we know we realize what well, can we get an apology for that for like the next season for Legends Tomorrow? Sorry, we did not know what to do with Kendra, so we hope that this is better. <laughs> God. All right. We have been talking uh, for two hours. Yeah, now. we've been talking for a long time. Someone's gonna so have fun this... editing this. I know. I wonder who. Uh Yaz Yaz, you've been both our host and our intrepid editor, and we appreciate you so much. By we I mean really just me, so that you stay. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm burning token to the ground. Oh no! <laughs> I've been interrupted one too many times. Done. That's it. What? Oh, that's, I see what you're doing there. You're so funny. You want to do the outro, Nick? Since you want to talk so much. No, I'm good. <laughs> oh oh man. man! But this so, is yeah, a nice long. Been... Sorry, I'm interrupting you again. <laughs> I'm such a dick. I'm such a dick. That is legit. Somebody has to do it. I'm not doing it. No, man. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. I'm out. I'm done. Go ahead. You can do it. Done. You can no. do it. You got it, man. We believe in you. I refuse. No, man. We believe in you. You opened no, you it. Got you got to close it. It's all you. All right. Good night, guys. Thanks so much. This has been another episode of the Tokenet Podcast, the official podcast of Tokusatsunerwork.com. You can find our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, where you can rate and review the podcast. You can also find us on all types of social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, where you'll find interviews with your favorite Tokusatsu actors, as well as press coverage for various Tokusatsu events. And if you'd like to throw a few dollars away, there's a donate button on the front page of our site.